0: Sin City, Scott Drew, and Baylor men's basketball in Las Vegas this week against Virginia and maybe Matthew Myers, Illinois. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network,
1: your team every day.
0: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Tol from Sports Illustrated. It's Inside the Bears. That's Brandon McKinnon from Our Daily Bears. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Brandon, I would like to... I'm bundled up, by the way. Transparently, kind of a, a bit of a red nose. I've warmed up a bit. Uh, transparently just came from McLean Stadium, home of the Baylor football team, where the boys of Alpha Tau Omega, the men of Alpha Tau Omega, of which you are a part our intramural, competitive intramural football champions.
1: Yeah, you know, clap it up. You you mentioned in the intro, we're talking Vegas basketball, but this is actually a Locked on Baylor podcast about Baylor intramurals. So welcome, everybody. We're talking intramural flag football. Excellent evening
0: intramural volleyball, which ATO also won intramural everything else. ATO is probably going to win. They beat K.O.T. Ah, what a shame. Not K.O.T., the social club. Yes, they did. They beat K.O.T. If you're a K.O.T. alum and you're listening, which is inevitable for somebody, I'm sorry, but I was obligated to say that as a current ATO, as a senior who just watched his fraternity win the intramural basketball championship. You can't see
1: where his camera cuts off, but his feet are literally being held to the fire. It's not Drake's fault. Don't It's kind
0: of what I have to do here.
1: Uh, I
0: also am unveiling, people listening on podcasts, I'm sorry, you're not going to get this, but unveiling a new piece here with the Sailor Bear. This is a new little addition to the old uh, repertoire in the closet. You
1: love a Sailor Bear.
0: Sailor Bear merch is my favorite. None of you came to listen to my intramural stories or my Sailor Bear jacket. You instead came to listen to Brandon and I talk about basketball, which Baylor is good at right now. Um, And Baylor has been for a long time. Actually, Scott Drew's 400th win came on the weekend against Northern Colorado and just an insane blowout. Against his
1: nephew, which is fun. Against his Thanksgiving, nephew who Thanksgiving bragging rights
0: <laughs> was really funny. His nephew played pretty bad. Not going to lie. Yeah. And then Scott comes to the press conference like, I promise, God, I promise, guys, he's not that bad. He's usually a lot better than that, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Uh, this team, though, is as and, and I asked Adam Flagler and I, I shouldn't have posed it the way that I posed it in the press conference. It was a bad question, honestly, um, about how the depth of this team stacks up teams he's been with in the past. Because to me, it's the most deep team probably that Scott Drew has had. I I was having a conversation with a guy who's followed Baylor basketball for a while and just said, you know, they didn't have the firepower coming off the bench they do today for most of Drew's tenure. Uh, And Flagler said he doesn't like to play a comparison game, which makes a ton of sense. But to me, this team is so good because of its depth. And when you go into a weekend where you're playing back-to-back days against back-to-back, probably top 15 Ken Palm teams, you're going to need that depth.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we've seen so much out of the bench in the first three games of the year. And I am I understand the competition level is not what it's going to be this weekend. That's fair. That's what these first three games are for. I mean, you're looking around and teams are are playing lesser opponents to get ready. Shout out TCU L yeah. um, losing to lesser yeah, opponents by yeah. the way. So we don't take these wins for granted, but no, in all seriousness, like the bench depth has been incredible. I think yeah. the only hole you maybe poke is like Joshua may not be ready, ready yet,
0: yes. but again,
1: that's what this is for, right? That's why we're playing these teams. We're looking at Virginia for sure. And then the winner or loser potentially of UCLA and Illinois, we play one of those and I think it'll be a good test for the team and, and really, we're not expecting. I mean, we talked about this in on one of our earlier pods this year. We're not expecting Baylor to enter into February undefeated. Like a loss yeah. is going to come, yeah. and I think that's good. But the depth is definitely a, a total plus, and we're going to see it really play out against some teams that you know. I, I was looking at some of the numbers, and like you know, UCLA only had their five starters play twenty or more average 20 or or more minutes, and then one bench guy. Baylor, really, as we've talked about, can go eight deep, maybe nine. It's going to be a huge plus. Brandon,
0: I want to get – so look – for those that are listening today and thinking,
1: "Oh, Baylor
0: plays TCU in football today," that's probably—I don't know why they sound like that—but in my head, they sound like that. The people that are thinking that they—they they do play B- TCU football this week, and that's a, that's a point of conversation the rest of the week. But I, I want to hone in on on the team that's doing really well right now in Baylor basketball because yeah. of how big these matchups are. But for that person that's listening that hasn't really gotten into basketball season yet, which is in full swing with the game against West Virginia, who's a top number six in Ken Palm what is the identity of this team? What? Cause they probably just heard you say Josh. Oh, and thought what? Or even Keontae George.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for clarity, Virginia, I know you misspoke with San West Virginia, but yes, Virginia, Virginia? on Friday, you did. <laughs> Definitely yeah. They're not
0: gonna... the number six, Ken Palm team in America
1: basement of the big 12. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for anybody who's in football mode, I get it. But Baylor plays Virginia, who it's going to be a top 10 Ken Palm matchup, a top, 20 ap matchup yeah virginia is very undervalued by the ap to be honest um on friday so the day before we play tcu so get excited get ready um but the identity of virginia is really just a veteran team it's what you're gonna see game in and game out um what they've been for the last you know probably decade really it's great defense um just really great team defense no individual defender that jumps off the page at you but a cohesive unit um and and they're going to make their they're going to make their shots they're going to run a great offense it's really a great team there's no one great player in my opinion that's going to be a huge issue so it's going to come down to baylor defending as a team and it's it's worth noting and i think we should we should call out like everyone's pretty familiar with the tragedy that's gone on at university of virginia i'm not trying to beat it at horse or be negative but as an athletics department, they're playing for for those guys, right? Yeah, and 100%. and so I think there's going to be a lot of energy around the Virginia program. And anytime you play a team of that caliber, it's going to be tough. But to to be honest, th- to answer your question, their identity is truly a great team. There's not a great player like this guy is going to cook us tonight. It's how do we shut down their five on the court at a given time. What's Baylor's what What is Baylor's identity too? <sighs> Man, it's 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 hard to not say a three-point shooting team. Yeah. with the stats that we've seen, I mean, they're they're throwing up threes at a, at a high level and they're hitting them. But really, I think Baylor. What what stuck most out to me, right? When you're playing a lesser opponent, any any team can cook on offense. The things that are sticking out to me are the buy-in on defense. Keontae right. George, five-star recruit, one of the highest recruits in Baylor history, a guy that has a real chance and probably will be a lottery pick, is taking charges. Like he took four charges against Northern Colorado or three. If fact, fact checkers out there, if I'm off by one charge, whatever, but it's like, that's the buy-in It's truly the identity of the team is that is really that culture that drew has been forming for years and everyone has bought in. You have guys like Keontae playing defense, Adam Flagler playing defense Flo is still a veteran leader. I mean, it, it really is a, a great unit on both ends of the floor.
0: If, and When I think of of like college sports fans, I think of my dad, and that's kind of how I try who I tailor a lot of my content to. My father is a big, big deer hunter. Loves to deer hunt. Arkansas um, hunts to eat kind of deal. Like growing up, runs over a squirrel, brings it home. That's dinner. That's gross. I'm not I'm not that way. And <laughs> I like he does not care about Arkansas Razorback basketball near as much as football. So until football season ends, he's not going to really get into it. But he yeah. would if like Arkansas is playing an early season game against a big team. So there I'm yeah. sure there are a lot of Baylor fans that didn't care about Northern Colorado or North Folk State or Mississippi Valley State. And I I wouldn't I would not fault you for that. So yeah. to give you a perspective this is a Baylor team. A lot of threes. They took 38 threes against Norfolk State and 19 shots that weren't threes. So they love to jack it up from deep and they can hit three pointers too. LJ Cryer's finally gotten back into a groove and Adam Flagler's going to hit it from deep. Jalen Bridges, who's a new addition from West Virginia, can also shoot the ball really well. Uh, Caleb Lohner's Dale taking Bonner a ton of threes. Dale off the Bonner's bench. taking a ton of threes. Dale Bonner had an insane game against, against Northern Colorado a couple nights ago. So it's a Baylor squad that has a lot of older guys. A couple transfers who add into the mix that also bring a little experience to the table. And then the young guys like Joshua Ocean Wuna, who's a backup, who's lanky, uncoordinated, but has a ton of ceiling, high side potential. And then another guy in Keontae, George, who's super young, brings a big spark to the team. You're looking at a squad that shoots a lot of threes. Everybody on the floor except for Flo Thamba can hit a three-pointer most likely. Joshua Ocean Wuna and Flo Thamba being the two that probably shouldn't. Uh, but fun to watch. Just a fun brand of basketball.
1: And there and I think, you know, when we were in that postgame presser against Norfolk State, when I really jumped off the page, when you're looking at the box score, two thirds of your shots were threes. Yeah. I think Coach Drew made a great point. I, I think it was you that actually asked the question about the percentage of threes taken. It wasn't that the shots weren't taken outside of the offense. It's yeah. not like we're coming down two dribbles, one pass, three, you know, with 20 seconds left on the clock. They're, they're playing within the confines of the offense to where the defense at Norfolk State was in a lot of zone. It was a lot of passing, a lot of dribble cuts, and the threes were coming with five seconds left on the shot clock, 10 seconds at most. It's not bad shots, but they're taking them because the guys are going to knock them down at a high level. It's a fun brand of basketball, and you know what's the best news is when they miss, they're back on defense, playing hard. I think Dale Bonner had six steals against Northern Colorado. Yeah. It doesn't matter the level of opponent. That is a staunch number.
0: Speaking of staunch, Brandon, you know what I'm staunchly supportive of?
1: I could guess on yeah. the ad. Should I?
0: <laughs> no, I. Yeah, it is LinkedIn Talent Solutions today. That is what I'm staunchly in support of. Also, it, it reminds me of Matthew Meyer, who we'll get to later in the podcast, who Baylor might see this weekend, that LinkedIn is like a transfer portal, but for jobs. So you need somebody to come work for you. Well, you need someone to enter the transfer job, the job transfer portal. They need to leave their job or if they're the unemployment portal, if you will, to come work for you. Why not use LinkedIn Talent Solutions? Because LinkedIn Talent Solutions is super easy. I, in the last week, have been a part of hiring program for two New Inside the Bears members, one who is going to be a fantastic young writer, a freshman at Baylor. The other is a Baylor junior who is so good at multimedia, takes unbelievable pictures and unbelievable videos. He's going to add a complete great content side to what we put out at our Daily Bears or Inside the Bears. (laughs) Brandon's our Daily Bears. You guys can't have him. Uh, and all that's thanks to LinkedIn Jobs, Talent Solutions. Hashtag hiring frame is super easy to set up right now. And small businesses rate number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified people you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash College. That is linkedin.com slash College. Keep in mind, terms and conditions do apply. Sorry, Brandon, you cannot have our multimedia content creator.
1: I was really gonna. I was gonna ask who this is and see if he was available and see if he was posting his job resume on LinkedIn yeah, Jobs. It's
0: too late, Well it, We already took his resume. He was posting it to us, and we fair. hired him. Fair. Brandon, this weekend, and I know we've already kind of gotten into this Baylor Virginia matchup a little bit, uh, and I, I want to get further into some of the storylines as well. But first, to hone in on this matchup and give people a, a look at what they need to know about Virginia and Baylor and what happens when they hit the floor. It's Tony Bennett. I mean, this is a this is a, a Virginia team that's kind of been at the top of college basketball over the course of the last decade or so. Uh, and historically, Ralph Sampson. And then the last two years, they've kind of sucked. Like they won a national championship and they're like,
1: yeah. all right, sweet. We're good. That was fun, everybody. Bye." it was like we lost to a 16. We won a natty and like wipe your hands. <laughs> yeah. Too yeah. much for
0: us. This is the ups and the downs. We're gonna take a couple years off. See you later. And in the wake of that, Baylor wins a national championship. The Big 12 wins two in a row. Now Virginia is old again. And every time Virginia gets old, they're freaking good. And this team feels like the AP is really undervaluing them currently. And you've already mentioned they've got a legitimate shot to knock off Baylor with a lot of emotion at play after a shooting near their campus.
1: Yeah, you know, you mentioned the the old team. They're starting two juniors and three seniors. Yeah. You know, I mean, and Baylor Baylor's starting some veteran guys too. The only freshman we're starting is Keontae. Um so there's leadership there, but these are guys that have been in Bennett's system for years. And yeah. and I mentioned a little bit earlier on, you know, that the thing that makes Virginia great is how they play as a unit and how they play within Bennett's system. Um there's rarely going to be a, a possession where we watch one guy go one-on-one with one of our defenders, which is both good and bad because they move the ball so well on offense that they really expose holes on the defense. And then on defense, they move so well together that it's tough to find a great shot. So I I think it is going to be a tough matchup. You know, they're averaging, you know, allowing 51 points per game. Granted they have played North Carolina central and Monmouth. Um, But, you know, I I think it's going to be a good matchup. Um, The only thing that that they don't do super well is they're not a great rebounding team. They only have one guy that's above 6'5", that's in the rotation. But also, Baylor's not a great rebounding team either. So, I think it's going to be a pretty even match, but Baylor should come out on top. What do you think,
0: Yeah, Flo Thamba's been a little – you had made the – we did a lot of these overreactions on a podcast last week about Baylor basketball and – some of the gaudy stats that guys could put up and Flo Thamba having double digit rebounds per game this season, which I I balked at. And looks like pretty clear that's not gonna happen this year. Yeah,
1: that's uh, on me. Hand
0: up. But but by virtue of Caleb Lohner pulled down a ton of boards in the game yeah. against Northern Colorado on Monday. Keontae George pulled out a ton of boards. And uh you've got everybody kind of rebounding by committee, which has worked out well for Baylor. Right now, though, on the on ESPN, Virginia and Baylor, which is an ESPN two game at 6 p.m. Baylor Bears, 71% chance to win this game, which, hello, that's not bad, uh, against a a Virginia team averaging 81 points per game, shooting the ball at about a 50% rate, and currently 6.5 steals per game. Brandon, I don't know if you knew this, Baylor averages 13 steals per game, twice as many as Virginia. Defense is not new to Scott Drew, but this kind of defense is pretty nuts
1: yeah I, th- I think we're going to cause their offense issues um i mentioned that they play well as a team and it depends on a lot of movement um you know kai clark i believe is how you say his first name he's a legitimate tier one college point guard like he's a senior yeah. he's been there for a long time he's going to find the right plays. he's going to dribble through people and find the right passer passing lane um, but I do think our defense will cause issues for some of their their secondary ball handlers. Yeah. Um, Thirteen steals might be gaudy <laughs> against a, a top ten Ken Palm pe- team. Yeah, uh, but I, I do think we will be disruptive on the defensive end, and it'll lead to fast break buckets. Um, and if not, it'll easily lead to stops for sure.
0: You think? And I, we're we're going to talk storylines, and even UCLA and Matthew Meyer and that prospect in the third segment. But do you feel? Worried at all about this game for Baylor?
1: The biggest thing that worries me is the emotional momentum. You know, mm. like, and and it's fair, and it's it yeah. sucks. And we it's are Marshall. Sad. We've all seen the movie, and, you know. Yeah, and Rudy. Um, yeah, the literally yard. You yep. know, all the emotional. No, I'm just kidding. But it does suck. And like, it. I'm not trying to undermine. Like, the tragedy is insane. Like, it really right. is sad. Um. And it's something that I love about Scott Drew, but I could like see Scott Drew going in and like being like Tony, can I pray over your team? And like that's awesome, like that's one thing yeah. I love about Baylor. But like the players are playing for something bigger than the main event Continental Tire Tournament or whatever it is we're playing in. Yeah. Um. And I that's the biggest threat to me. But also, I I don't think that they're as talented as we are. I think that we are equally as well coached, if not better than they are. Um. And I really expect like. What Keontae did at Global Jam in Canada when the lights were bright and it was Baylor against the entire world, it's said in jest, but that's what the ESPN graphic said. He's going to. I feel like Keontae is that guy that plays better when the lights are bright, and he hasn't shot the ball super well in his first three games. I look to see him have a big game against Virginia Friday, um, and if not, the supporting cast. Supporting cast: Adam Flagler, LJ Cryer, these great players will.
0: Keontae George's first opportunity to play for Baylor on ESPN in a regular season game. And the lights will be bright in Las Vegas against a top 20 opponent for sure. If Baylor's able to beat Virginia, they'll likely get, I hope they get, Illinois, the winner of Illinois and UCLA. We're only going to predict Baylor playing Illinois, win or lose, because the storylines there are unbelievable. But before that, the storylines right now, today, at betonline.net are Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Because the number one storyline is that the Baylor Bears are only three-point dogs to TCU. David Fankhauser, if you've ever seen stuff, our Daily Bears guy as well. I love our Daily Bears. Can I say that? They're like a competitor air quotes, but like I, their guys are insane. They're all so good at what they do. If they ever want to work for Inside the Bears, I'm not in the business of poaching. But gosh, dang it, they're good. Fank posted the other day on Twitter that Baylor's played seven Big 12 games and that in six of them, the team that was favored lost. TCU's favorite this week. The only game that didn't happen was Baylor's favorite at home against Kansas and won. Baylor's favorite against Kansas State and lost. Uh, he also posted that in 2012, Baylor played 10-0 Kansas State. That was a Baylor win. 2015, 10-0 Oklahoma State. Baylor win. Now, the next time Baylor plays a 10-0, the only, the third Big 12, 10 and team. The third team somehow gets to see Baylor in Game 11. That's this Saturday. History says Baylor's going to win, and history right now you can bet on at betonline.net. Baylor, three-point dogs. You go there, check out great podcasts, great lines, and everything at betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Brandon, I am almost I, – I think the reason I'm so confident about this basketball game and Baylor winning this basketball game is because – in the last couple of years under Scott Drew, kind of dating back to my freshman year, I remember listening to, watching ESPN broadcast, listening to the games they were playing in. I think they were in South Carolina. Uh, maybe they were in Conway, South Carolina. They were somewhere over there playing a, a you know, one of these tournament games, and Fran Fraschilla was on the yeah. call. And I just remember thinking, does Baylor win every tournament game they play in these? And I don't think they've lost one since I got to college. They're just really good at these pre-conference tournaments and I think that's why I have them winning this one 2-0 as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, Scott, you definitely gets the guys ready no matter what day it is. Um, and yeah. Was I it mean, Atlantis but, last year? Was it Atlantis? I think, yeah, we were back in the Bahamas last
0: Michigan year. State, where they beat Michigan State. And DCU?
1: Just, as well. Maybe, yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Like I 3-0. do remember my biggest memory from that was that was when we were first exposed to like Jeremy Sohan with a gold afro. Blonde yeah. afro against real yeah. competition, and he caught that alley oop. I was, oh my gosh. I miss Jeremy Sohan. Kendall for anyone who's, who's read my stuff, they know my affinity for Jeremy Sohan. Mm-hmm. Miss that guy.
0: Who's a really good spur, by the way.
1: He is. He is. Popovich um,
0: moved into point guard.
1: Yeah. I saw that quote. I saw that quote. A I feel like every time we're on here, we're digressing, which is fine because we're right. still talking about Also,
0: yeah. the fact that Pop was like, yeah, he's a, he's a point guard now. They're like, Scott, they're like, Pop, what? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to throw him in the fire. What's what? wild
1: is Scott Drew did that. When James had his buttocks injury as we're all from his
0: butt, his buttocks was hurt for a long time, man. That buttocks thing
1: lingered. You want to talk about bad questions was that post game against Norfolk when I was afraid to reference a tailbone or buttocks when (laughs) Jalen bridges was up there. And I said, yeah, you hurt your back. And he was like, I hurt my tailbone. And I was like, I'm not going to say buttocks again. Buttocks. Yeah, it's good. Um, Anyway, to to Vegas. So let's assume we beat Virginia. Right, we've yeah. kind of talked about it. At a high Which level. is
0: gonna? It just has to happen because Baylor's never lost a midseason. What do we even call these tournaments? What do you call them? Classics? Whatever.
1: Preseason t- tournaments, I guess. Two nothing preseason. I you it's, know,
0: it's like pre-conference tournaments. What yeah. I'm gonna dub it, I guess. And again, okay. they have not lost a game in one of these since I got to college. So I, yes, they beat Virginia on Friday because again, this let's week's just say they've history.
1: never lost one of these, huh? Ever, Ever. Uh, in, in history. history. Remember that Louisville
0: game? Insane Louisville game in the Bahamas.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um so let's assume we beat Virginia. We will play the winner of UCLA and Illinois, both of which would be incredible storylines, in my opinion. Right. You have UCLA led by Tiger Campbell, Jaime Yakis. He's
0: still there.
1: He is. He's still their point guard. And so old. is Jaime Yaka's They're both yeah, they have a very old team.
0: Weren't they supposed to win the national championship last year?
1: They were. <laughs> yeah. Everyone thought so. And so did I. And yeah. on with Bet Online, I missed that one. Um Mick Cronin. But so, I mean, you have UCLA, who has a lot of veteran leadership. They're still a very potent offense. They play great game. Uh, Jaime Yakas is a true four, which is interesting in college basketball this year. We're not seeing a lot of that. So UCLA is, is that team that's going to play half court really on both ends of the ball, in my opinion, from what I've seen on tape. Illinois is the complete opposite. They're team that's a team that's going to push. Terrence Shannon Jr., who we should remember from uh, Texas Tech last year. He was injured, but he transferred to Illinois, now very healthy. Matthew Myers in the starting rotation for Illinois. And then a name that Baylor fans should remember is Dane Danja or Dane Danja. He he transferred in the middle of the year last year to Illinois in practice every day against Kofi Coburn. And he is their second leading scorer behind TJ Shannon, playing great basketball as what? the five for Illinois. Dane Danger is their second leading scorer
0: at Illinois.
1: He is. He had a twenty and fifteen game in their in their most recent game. He's a problem. Danger. He's a, he's a problem. Um, so I mean, he didn't, he didn't play a lot for the old Baylor Bears. Well, I actually, I actually talked about this with a friend. Like his, he still is very much a post up player, and that's just not Scott Drew's offense. So I think it was the right move for him to transfer. As hard as it was to see him go, because he's a great talent. Right. But yeah, the thing, let's you know, let's say, let's look at both teams. If we play Illinois, a reason why I think that Baylor could win. Is Illinois averages 14 turnovers per game to 17 oh. assists. And they have played Eastern Illinois, Kansas City, and Monmouth. Yeah. And I feel like Baylor feasts on that. And then against UCLA, quite frankly, I don't know that UCLA can keep up with our offense. And so yeah. it's really gonna be a battle of, of either team is great. Both of them are you know in the top 25 in Ken Palm. It's none of these games are gonna be scrub games to scoff at. So it'll be yeah. it'll be awesome either way. What do you think?
0: I think oh wow. Wow. Yeah, that schedule's not great. I'm just now pulling up a lot of my Illinois stuff to see what this team's done this season and might I say shocked by a lot of what I'm seeing cuz like you said, Terrence Shannon leads the team in points right now, 22.7 per game, which is really really good. He,
1: he's he's been like the ta- like he's actually been nasty. Right. Like he Lean is up. a problem.
0: I do want to kind of go back to what you said about Dane Danger not really fitting into the Scott Drew system, which I think is is true to say, honestly. Like remember Azabuki that played for Kansas? Yeah. I don't think he would have been very good at Baylor. No. Just because no. like Scott Drew doesn't want a like true 1980s power big on the inside like he Yeah. He just wants somebody nimble indoors that could, you know, uh, get a rebound every now and then. He doesn't like Scott Drew 15 rebound guy hasn't really been a thing the last couple of years. I mean, and- look at the
1: transfer portal. There were a ton of awesome post players. We were like, "Oh, we could use this," especially if John's mm-hmm. out and Scott's like, "No, the answer to what I want is Caleb yeah. Lohner.
0: Yeah, Caleb Loner, Jalen Bridges, yeah. who are big guys, but not post players, and, which is
1: fine because yeah, it complements our guards. Yeah,
0: and exactly. Flo Thamba is also not the like an Azabuki. Like I am bigger than you. I will dominate you. Except for April fifth, two thousand and twenty-one, the greatest yeah. game in Flo Thamba history. Yes. I, I've, I've gotten down a rabbit hole. Dane Danger, you're right. I do You wouldn't have been wrong. He's like insane. Nine point seven rebounds per game and three blocks per game. Matthew Meyer, this guy's old man. And he's only playing 16 minutes a game. Dude, I saw that.
1: I was shocked. I I was like, is he coming off the bench? He's a starter. He's
0: a starter?
1: Yeah. Is he actually? He started every game for them. He plays 16 minutes per game, five points.
0: Dude, brother, man, what is going on?
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. I really want us to play Illinois, but I feel like we're going to play UCLA, and I'm going to be bummed. That's what my gut's telling me.
0: That's fine. I just don't, like, wow. Oh. Jeez. Right underwood, though. Taking the transfer portal, going to Scott Drew and saying, I'll take what you don't want. Going to the Big 12 and saying, I'll take what you don't want.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, So Baylor, Illinois, Virginia, UCLA this weekend. Brandon.
1: That's what we're predicting. That's what we're going with.
0: Oh, I was just naming the teams, honestly. Oh, I thought you were Uh, saying, like,
1: oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: uh, What are your final
1: thoughts? I feel like we beat Virginia. I feel like, so we play Virginia Friday. I feel like we beat Virginia. Yeah. The tournament's off on Saturday to acknowledge college football. Really? And then the championship and consolidation is on Sunday. Dude, I want to play Illinois. I really do. But I feel like we're going to play UCLA. And I think that's going to be a very interesting game if we play UCLA just because the the natures of both offenses and defenses are very different. UCLA scares
0: me, by the way. Lot. Yeah.
1: I mean, they're really good. They're a really good team, but I think they're going to try and slow it down and it'll just be interesting to see how we play against a team that really controls the pace of the game because we've done that and it's been fast. So I think Baylor wins it all. I think we beat ELC- UCLA. I think we make a statement and we all go into Thanksgiving happy. And then December 2nd, Gonzaga, South Dakota. That's the next big thing on the calendar.
0: Fewest points Baylor scored in a game this season is 87.
1: I have a feeling that we will see fewer than that either points. Friday or Sunday. At some point, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's Brandon McKenna from our Daily Bears. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. Brandon, thank you for joining the show as always.
1: Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. We're
0: going can go follow him at Brandon Mac. It's Brandon with an E, by the way. This Blame has my been... Mom. Uh, when you come back tomorrow, we're going to have Stephen Simcox on the show. A lot of you have heard of Stephen Simcox. we at 1660 here in Waco for a little bit. Now he hosts Locked on Horn Frogs. So we're going to talk TCU and Baylor because all you people want to hear about football, oh, football this, football that, it's basketball season. This has been, thank you for making it your first listen every single day. Locked on Baylor.